Disclaimer. Someone who shall remain nameless, me, Max, forgot to turn his microphone on for the first 13 minutes of this podcast. So the sound quality till about 11 minutes 30 is absolute rubbish. Apologies. Feel free to skip it. Cheers, guys. Enjoy the pod. Unai Emery pulls down his pants and shows all of North London the size of his elephantitis testicles as we smash the spuds up at home at the Emirates. Come on you gunners, up the Arsenal and fuck off you Spurs. All this and more tonight on this, another Arse Brothers Rankcast. Tottenham. Fuck you, Tottenham. Fuck you, Eric Dyer. Fuck you, Deli Ali. Oh, mate. I'm still buzzing, Toby. I'm still on cloud nine, and it's you know coming up to 12 hours after the game. How was, how was your day, mate? How are you? It was good after that, wasn't it? It was a good good start for us. Add a blowjob into there, and that's pretty much my perfect one. Pretty much. Pretty much. Although I, I think I would have been a, a serious limper at 5.45 in the morning when the alarm went off. So I don't think I would have been much good. <laughs> and it was on, Toby. The game was on when it was meant to be on. I had such a... Because I, I couldn't watch it live. I had matchsticks on my fucking eyes yesterday. Uh, trying to stay, stay awake mm. to, to get to the one one thirty kickoff, one thirty game kickoff, whatever it was here. And I begrudgingly went to sleep. And my aim actually was, I had to get up early and play golf. And my aim actually was to uh, get up in the morning, go and play golf, go on a full social media ban, and then watch the game when I got home. So I did set an alarm, and I woke up at 5 a.m. And it was like a like a sixth sense. It was. I thought, there I thought something there, happened. There was a higher being, a higher yeah, power. Like a, like a, yeah, like a higher power had reached down in my, in my slumber and woken me up and said, get up and watch the game. I got up and was like, what the fuck are you doing now? I was like, something's happening. I don't know whether it's good or bad, but some, something's It could happening. have been 4-0 Anfield. It could have been 5-0 Stamford Bridge. Or was that the Emirates? Anyway, against Chelsea. Could have been any number of you know, terrible Arsenal experiences but I mean we've got our Arsenal back big time you, are, you, are you feeling that are you, are you feeling that joy Toby oh no doubt no doubt like uh, what we've been wanting for so long we're getting in spades you know and I know I've said this a lot and we you know people said that we shouldn't compare eras but we have to you know we were such a limp-wristed team and what we've got now is is some sting some venom and and that's the thing we wanted that's the thing we've been missing for so long so um pretty pumped about that you know don't don't you think yeah look we're gonna get deep 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 into that 
you know, as the show goes on. Deep in that shit, yo. Deep in that shit. Deep without full blooded double directions. Yeah. Just penetration with double directions. Just so deep. So, so deep. Mate, I'm almost, you know, I'm almost a... I I went through a period of being slightly flat today after the game because the emotional ride had been so high that by the time I got to the golf course, I was actually sleeping. Uh, I bet. I bet. Not from getting up early, but from just, you know, that like that feeling of being that high. It was a bit of a ride, wasn't it? You know, there was the wave of, of dominance and this is fucking awesome. And also, almost for me, almost a complacency. And then because of the way it had all worked out and then it was like, oh, fuck. And then it was like, oh, fuck. And then it was like, oh, fuck. And that nervousness then it was, was creeping. Then it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. In a good way. In a good way. Like, in such a way, I reckon the people in my apartment must have thought someone was getting fucking hurt. You know, some of the, the, the noises coming out of me were just, just wild. Mm. Just wild. I'm just, I'm just... And then maybe mixed with a bit of, like, bondage or something because it was good pain. <laughs> yes. Snuff-filled. <laughs> snuff bit of, like, you know... Come. Bit of like Michael Hutchins type of shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a, a, a rocky asphyxiation today, wasn't it? It was, mm. Like, mm. it was like, we're gone, we're gone, we're gone, we're back, pleasure. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we managed to last uh, this week exactly five minutes and four seconds without making a dick and or masturbating joke. So I think we're getting better, totally. Are we, we're getting, are we getting better at holding off or we're introducing it sooner? Uh, whichever one of the listeners, our, our degenerate rabble of listeners would prefer that. Fuck it. <laughs> we are who we are. Fuck it. We are the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. I've been wearing my Arsenal shirt all day. Excellent. Excellent. I played golf in it. You know, later on I intended to, to take it to my marital bed. <laughs> Victoria will have me. <laughs> if Victoria will have me, I will make love. You can you can penetrate her with your torrection. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, before we all end up divorced and kicked off podcasting, um, let's crack. Let's crack into the lineups, Toby. Uh, first thing known as Verzal. back spasms. Quick thoughts. Bollocks. Is my first and final thought. I mean, if, if it is, fair play, no worries, but you can't help but get a bit conspiracy theory. You know, if you're trying to clutch at a few fantasy straws here because we're not in the dressing room, think about how it may have panned out. And that's, hey, Mesut, you're not in the first 11 today. You're going to be starting from the bench. You know, we may use you as a, an impact sub. And then he cracks the shits. That's that's the way I see it played out. We could be wrong, and we're wildly speculating here, but wildly, you know, throwing ideas out into the paper. Even 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 like um, actually hypothesizing a, a conversation that may or may not have ever happened. So anyway, look, my my, my thing is, and I don't want to spend a lot of the time. On the pod, on this. Neither, because tonight. it will detract you know, from the performance. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to detract. I want to stay on, 
I want to stay on high tonight, I want to keep riding this way. Um, I just thought that if you were someone who had been in and out of the team or every called you out the week before and hadn't played in a couple of weeks, you'd move heaven and earth to get into that team. And I mean, you and I watched like rugby league and then Coop Cronk play a grand final in the NRL with a six inch fracture in the stack. Correct. Correct. You know, so I, I look at some of these things and I think, do you know what, maybe if you really wanted to play, I don't know it's a mentality thing, I don't know whether it's an emotion thing, you know, or whether it's just a, a soft unit. Mm. You know? mm. But I just thought, look, when I saw it, the only way you would be playing is if they said something like, you know, he's, he's got a hamstring problem or he's got a groin problem or something like that. Not back spasms. Not back spasms. Well, back spasm is the thing that you can't prove. And it, it also is the thing that we've heard a lot before. So, you know, either it is an ongoing problem or it's a very convenient lie. So, you know, I, I don't think we should pay too much credence to it. And maybe we can discuss it a little bit later because I think there's ramifications of it potentially moving forward. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe let's park it and enjoy the good part of the performance um, and the team and where we're at at the moment and the sum of all parts. And that's the way we're playing at the moment, you know, a real collective mentality and action um, rather than some individual brilliance, which is can come quite few and far between. Is that, is that how you see it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, speaking of the collective, same 11 that ran out of ball. Well, you called it. Um, I hate to praise you. Like, I really hate to praise you. It makes me twitch, but you called it. When we spoke on Sunday evening, our time, you said, I don't want to say it, but I think it's going to be exactly the same 11. And it was. And I said, I, th- I, said, I thought we could target him. You did. I said, I, I, said I, I think a lot of people are going to get really upset about this, but, you know, there's obviously something that he's doing. I mean, we know what the thing he's doing is because in that shocking game, he created seven, seven shots, shots on goal. goal. I think he had the third most amount of touches on the pitch for Arsenal. Mm. You know, and he also had the most giveaways on top of that. And so. and and potentially there was about three or four assists in there as well. So, you know, we, yeah, we're talking yeah. to someone who's highly annoying, but highly involved. And there's players. Well, I mean, Toby, it pretty much it pretty much throws us into the first action of the game, which is Mkhitaryan pressing his ass off. Bellerin presses yep. Arsenal. Bellerin releases Mkhitaryan, and within the first, what was it? First three minutes. I think so. Three three chances for us in the first yep. three minutes. Yep. Two of them come from Mkhitaryan. Yep. You know, he whips the ball into Aubameyang. He whips another one in as well. Mm. And I, I'm sitting there in the first in the first couple of minutes, going, "Oh, we're here! Like we've showed up. We've showed up big time." Mm. And I also wrote in a note, and, and I don't mean to go back to the Ozil thing, but I wrote, this is a huge game for Mickey with no Ozil being there. So the fact that he got that nod and that he started strong, um, you know, he had that opportunity. And started with tempo as well. And Arsenal started with tempo. And I'll tell you the guy who stood out most to me in the first 15 minutes. The little lion. No. No, no really? You bang, you, you bang your man. Yeah, okay. Yep. He was running his whole lot. And I mean, mm. he did for the entire 90 minutes. He was. I reckon it's the most amount of touches I've ever seen on Bamiyang. 
And do you also think that's the fastest I've seen him look? Have you ever noticed his speed more than this game? Because I, I haven't. Like, he doesn't even fucking touch the floor. He's like oh, a he's, gazelle he's on ice skates. Well, it's like watching Omri at, at times, you know. Mm. Just the way that he picks up the ball, the way that he drives the fear that he puts in. Well, he doesn't have that power or technique that Henri had, but he's just got this. Uh, I mean that. I mean that moment when Henri would pick up the ball and those first five steps were so electric, so yeah. fast. I'd love to see what Batman's forty meter sprint stats are, because mm. I reckon they'd be wild. His ten meter sprint stats would be wild. Mm. And just like that, listeners, Toby and I discover that, in fact, I did not have my microphone plugged in for the first 13 minutes of this podcast. The Ars Brothers are not technical. The Ars Brothers have never been technical. So before the great failure of the North London Derby pod, which we were so pumped for because it was going to be the big pod and nothing was going to go wrong and everything was going to be tested and everything was going to be fine, we were talking about Aubameyang and about his work rate, Toby. So did you notice how much his work rate had gone up in this game compared to others? I think his movement's been good for us, and and that's probably gone a little bit um, unnoticed at times. But yeah, like he absolutely looked up for it. His pressing was was on point, and he everything he did came off. It looked it looked silky. He looked every bit the player that we were excited about signing. You know, there are obviously a few a few things we were worried about in terms of his character and you know how he would hold himself coming in, but. Really, I mean, you know, we were always excited about having a fifty-six million pound player who was, you know, one of the best strikers in Europe. Fifty-six and million me, pound I'm, fucking goal machine. He's delivered that in spades. So we we've witnessed the performance that we wanted to witness. Yeah, but in and, this game, um, we witnessed the player, not just the goals. For a lot of the season, we've we've witnessed yeah. the goals, but we've not witnessed the player T- today. And you know, just bringing it back to this early part of the game, you know, this 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 prior to Arsenal's penalty. We witnessed a guy who was working his socks off. I mean, really working. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, uh, he certainly was, you know, and what a sight to behold. And what a sight to behold his penalty was. Gives the keeper the eyes after a Vertonghen a brain fart. I, I would say brain fart is an apt description. Was of, he just um, trying to get his arm across Mustafi and his arm got in the way or was he... I don't know. Like whether he was feeling he'd lost his man or he didn't have the momentum. Um, he took it but, off Mustafi's head, FYI. Mustafi, well, like, there you go. Like he that took answers it that question. Off Mustafi's head. Like when you watch the replay, it's, mm. it's literally, it's there to be had for Mustafi. So... Yeah. And that would have been two London derbies in a row for that Mustafi header. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at this point, Toby, I was, I was sprinting around the house, fist pumping, wondering if this could be true. Could this be true? Could this be happening? Then did you get nervous? Did you do the please, 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 please with your fingers crossed like I was doing? No, I was... Um, because of the way we'd started the game, I was pretty confident. And mm. it, Tottenham had had nothing in the early stage, like really had had nothing. And, and that's not something I always look at in the game because good teams will have, good teams will always have a patch. Good teams will always come back into it. Mm. Um, 
but mm. I was I was I was really confident with the three at the back. You know, I'm I'm more and more confident now with Rob Holding. I'm actually mm. as far as overall defending, I, I'm confident with Mustafi as long as he doesn't go full Mustafi. So Which he almost did. A couple of times. Yeah, yeah, he, but... he had a he had a he had a couple of moments. One of the reasons why Toby I wasn't nervous was that what preceded that was a big chance for Bellerin on the volley, which he was really unlucky didn't go in. Uh, another big chance for Aubameyang, which the commentator sold Aubameyang a bit short. Actually, said live it was no. a, it was a terrible yeah. miss. I was like, what fucking game were you watching, dipshit? He wasn't. It was it was a meter behind him. Um, and at this point, I, I've got a couple of notes saying. Tottenham aren't in this. Like Tottenham haven't showed up, or mm. the Tottenham weren't prepared for this this level of press, and they looked flat. Didn't you think they? What did you think about Tottenham in the first fifteen minutes? Well, I, I I thought that, but to put an Arsenal lens on that particular perspective, I thought it was Torreira in particular, like outside of our press from everyone we've just mentioned, playing almost like a Coquelin role or not almost, like a Coquelin role, where he would be the one coming higher up the pitch and winning the ball back further up the pitch. And then he was actually the one instigating the attacks. And we actually did see that against the Bournemouth game. So I feel like there's a bit of a that old double pivot thing going on, like we used to see, but with um, Xhaka holding back this time. And um, I feel that we were really on that front foot, really aggressive, really came out of the blocks. And yeah, maybe they weren't prepared for it. Maybe they'd had three really hard games in a row. What was their European game? Was it Juventus? Juventus, yeah. And I mean, Arda, Juventus, to, the the point that, game. Uh, to the point that Pochettino decided not to play Ardeverald and, and to play, what's, what was his name? No, but Ardeverald was injured. But he came back and he was fit. So I don't think Alderweireld actually had anything to do with being fatigued. I just, I don't know why. I don't know why. But it was it worked in our favour. I don't think that partnership worked as well as um, Alderweireld and, and Vertonghen previously. Get into about the, the, the mid-25 minutes. And for me, a lot of the intensity dropped out of Arsenal's game. And whether that was just, I don't think that you can retain that sort of press and that sort of firepower for a I just think game. Tottenham got the ball back. Honestly, I don't think it was running out of steam. And, and we were just having a little breather at this point. And when the Socrates free kick happens and they're on the edge of the box, I, I was, you know, probably to my to my detriment, a bit nonchalant at this time. And, and the ball whips in and you cannot say anything more than that is Leno's first major high-profile fuck-up. That's a bad fuck-up from him. It was bad. It was bad. May I add, Son had had a couple of runs at us before then, before the brain fart. He was Tottenham's only dangerous player. He was, wasn't he? In that first 25 minutes. And I'm like, man, this this guy's serious. This guy's a serious player. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. And and he runs runs at people like a Neymar, you know? like He's a good player. Good player. He's cunt, but he's a good player. He's a um, spud cunt, but he's a good player. But that, bringing back to your point, and I'm sorry for butting in, that was Leno's first 
fuck up, no doubt. Now, I heard some pundits saying that he'd made a couple of errors before. I think this I, is his I first don't high think he's been profile watching. fuck up. I think he's made mm. some errors that maybe he's got away with or errors that mm. weren't in as big moments. Mm. But that was, for all intents and purposes, a, a, straight, a, a straightforward save for anyone. Even the way he wended it with that kind of like volleyball, arms down, punch mm. to the near post. I mean, it's a good ball in from Ericsson and, and Dyer gets, and Dyer a gets a, yeah. a, a flick on it. Mm. But it's not hit with great power. It's not down by his ankles. It's not up near the top corner. It's mm. it's there. It's there to be saved, and you expect a world class keeper to save it. And I think this is the bit that we had read about Leno that we hadn't necessarily seen about him yet. And the thing I'm really interested with him is for young goalkeepers. I guess it's not about when. If it's not about if they're going to make mistakes, but how they yeah, come back, when, yeah, yeah, and how yeah. they come back from those mistakes in a game environment. You know, I remember mm. Chesney making some high-profile errors, and and then you know being really bad for for periods of time. Whereas you take mm. a a, a high-level goalkeeper like Czech, you know that guy has the ability to make mistakes and get up and say, "Yep, that was me," but I'm a pro and I know what I'm doing, and um. I mean, I, mm. Leno didn't have a lot to do for the rest of uh, the game. In in terms of how he reacted, there was a free kick. It was a Harry Kane one, and and the commentary was saying the way the Spurs players are lining up here, Harry Kane's going to have a crack at this. And and the the I guess the narrative to use to want for a better word was that they'd got under Leno's skin, and even though it was from quite a difficult range and angle they were going to try and fuck with him. Yeah, and, and Leno, makes a, Leno makes a good, strong and he does. hand on that one. And he does. So from from that answer to your to your um, question before, your discussion, I felt that he responded it to it, that adversity in a strong manner. So whatever whatever our um, analysis of his character is, I, I definitely don't think he pooed his pants and, you know, um, shied away. For the rest of the game, you know, it's not like a, a check in, you know, like picket marching type of situation just yet. And then the fucking non-footballer himself, the guy who's picked the wrong bloody sport and really runs around like he's in Wellington boots. Eric Dyer, after he scores that goal, makes one of the worst mistakes he'll ever make in a North London derby. He went and fired him up. He went and fired them up. He went and fired the crowd up. I reckon, I mean, we you don't always hear it very well on the coverage. I can only imagine that the, the Arsenal fans inside the stadium were writhing. Mm. Really, mm. really silly from him. And, you know, one of the things people might have missed it, but it's Lichstein who walked over and grabbed him on the shoulder and said to him, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm. like are you mad, bruv? I really like Lichsteiner. Not that Lichsteiner would say bruv. Arsenal's reaction after that, was one of shell shock. There, there was a, a five-minute, six-minute period there. Of well, that's what I was going to say. Like that, even though there was the the awesome dust up, and we loved that. You know, particularly you know Guendouzi and that. It fucked the crowd, and it fucked us, especially the fact that even we had that, if, especially because we conceded the second goal quickly. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. So. Well, I mean, let's let's unpack that second goal. It's one hundred percent a penalty. Whether- I thought at the time. I I don't I don't actually know what all the debate is about. It, the de- it was the stone de- cold the- for me. Okay, so Did de- I see it wrong? No, the debate is about this, Toby. How much force is required to take someone off their feet? And as far as I'm concerned, until the laws are rewritten, it's a moot point. And if mm. the laws are rewritten, it becomes incredibly difficult, incredibly hard to be able to govern it. And you're into this whole black and white referees approach thing. If yeah, and it go, becomes incredibly subjective. If you go to ground and if you make any contact at all, whether it is, you know, a shoelace or whether it is a full-blooded foot that touches them, if you make contact going to ground at someone in the box who is driving onto goal, it's going to be a penalty. So I, I didn't I didn't think there was much to it. Mm. Yeah, it was only it was only post discussion that I was even aware that there wasn't that much contact from from what I saw in the replay. Slid in, Son cut back inside. There was contact with his boot, and he went down. So regardless of whether you know he overemphasized it or not, I felt that there was there was contact. And so. I was really sad for Rob Holding because I'd written a number of notes saying how good I thought Rob Holding had been, how impressed I am with his feet, how much bigger he looks, how much stronger he looks, how good in the air he was. He was excellent with his feet, yeah. So, you know, it made me sad for Rob Holding in that moment because we had, again, it it was like Liverpool 2.0 for me. That's how I was feeling. You know, it Mm. it was like, oh, you know, we've dominated again and and what are we going to do? And, you know, if it wasn't bad enough that we'd gone 1-1 down, you know, now we're 2-1 down. Mm. It was a pretty sickening feeling. And I really thought that Tottenham were going to come on in waves, in in absolute waves. Um, But Unai puts a a very strange fork in that as we roll into halftime, Toby. A very strange fork in that indeed. And at halftime, we see a double substitution bringing on Ramsey for Mkhitaryan, who I had thought had been quite good. He'd been fast in the transition. He'd created a couple of opportunities. His press was really good. And he brings on Lacazette for Awobi. Now, I'll, we, we might as well unpack Awobi now. I thought Awobi had been pretty poor in this game. He had been as Awobi as I'd seen him for a long time. And predominantly, it was because of how indecisive he was when he was driving into the box. So it wasn't mm. his position that was an issue. He was gay. There were two or three opportunities where he got into the box and he was like, once over, left, jag, jag left, jag right, jag left. And then it just came to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is my only issue with, with Awobi. It's not his work rate or what he brings to the team or even the way he drives the play forward um, from his forward passing. It's just he needs to add goals to his game. And, and look, at, at the time I wrote a note to myself that I understood the the Mkhitaryan sub because not so much this game in particular, but just it's not what he is providing; it's what he's not providing. Well, can you explain it to me because I didn't, I don't understand it. So explain it to me and explain to the listeners why Mkhitaryan got pulled off for Ramsey. What was Ramsey going to provide in the same formation 
that Mkhitaryan wasn't able to provide. So what Ramsey, I felt, and, and why it was the correct substitution to bring on for, for Mkhitaryan, even though we, we both felt that he hadn't had a particularly bad game to start off with, there seems to be quite a lack of end product with Mkhitaryan at the moment. He certainly in a game of this level of tenacity doesn't quite seem to be at that level. You know, there there seems to be, you know, a point or two or a percentage point or two below the maximum of, of the players around him at the moment. Now, what Brett Ramsey brings is that little bit of extra quality. And, and what I actually felt coming on, I had this feeling, I don't know where it came from because you know... Um, our stance on Ramsey over over the weeks and the years, that Ramsey was actually bringing an extra level of quality. Like if you're lining up the two players side by side, who who has that ability to um, to in, inflict themselves on this particular game? Um, so I actually felt a sense of calm seeing Ramsey. I, I thought he was more up for this particular situation, certainly holding on to possession better and being good in tight spaces, being able to navigate that press and then putting balls through for, for the on-rushing attackers. Maybe a little bit so, of a bigger body as well, do you think, the Mkhitaryan in a game that's maybe getting a bit bitty? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's part of, I think that's, that's part of where I was getting at as well. Like with that level of tenacity of this, of this game, um, you know, you need a, a more of a robust physique. And I, I definitely think Ramsey has that, you know, he's got a really good 360 game, um, really good at swiveling in tight spaces and uses his body a bit better. Whereas, you know, Mkhitaryan is slight on his feet, but he's also slight in his weight. So I didn't, I didn't have too much of a a problem with that. And I thought it was a bold move because I didn't feel that the team on the pitch at the time had that X factor to get the goals back. And I think both Mkhitaryan and Awobi, they're both fantastic in the lead up play, but they're both really lacking in product at the moment. And where, where I was concerned was actually, more with a Wobi because although I get frustrated at his lack of end product, particularly his goal scoring, he was creating some good go forward and, and his power and physique as well. Um, and even his ability to distribute from deep and create the, um, the counter attack was also quite good. So that's where I was a bit nervous. It was, it was a real double play. It was like, I'm showing my hand now. You know, I'm playing poker, I'm going to go all in rather than wait for the game to build. And that shows a massive set of balls because I wouldn't have been willing to do that if I was in that position. I would have done the conservative approach. I probably would have done Ramsey first for Mkhitaryan and then seen how the game had evolved and then at like a 60 or 65th minute and then tried, um, you know, Lacazette for, for a Wobie. So massive, massive fucking set of balls for that. Massive, Would you agree? massive donkey fucking cock, massive donkey cock balls, massive. Unai, Emery. massive donkey cock balls. Well, donkeys have massive cocks, 
So well, you would imagine. I've never thought of a donkey. Donkeys I've have bigger cocks a, than a, horses, and they're a smaller horse. Really? Yeah, man. Donkeys have comparatively massive. comparative to like body weight. Or yeah, just- like size. Like a horse is bigger than a donkey, and a donkey Correct. has a bigger cock than a horse. So I only oh, imagine okay. that donkeys also have massive nuts. So Emery's <laughs> there, there's the there's the title of the podcast right there. Donkey dick nuts. Um, massive donkey cock nuts, right? The size of the balls on the guy to say, I've got 45 minutes, 50 minutes to win this North London derby. I'm going to put all of my assets on the pitch. After we've spanked them. After and we've then spanked them with a team and then, and then fallen but, away. But basically been broken because they they broke they could have broken us at that point and that's how I felt. I was like, it doesn't matter what we do. They played like shit. We've absolutely analed them and they've still broken us. They've still managed to to wrestle us back and use their quality basically two opportunities and score two goals. You know, this isn't a good feeling. So I was in I was in this state of three. I think at half time we had had seventeen touches in their box mm. to their four, mm. and they and this is where up. and this is where and I think we'll I think we'll get here later, but this is where things are happening in our team. Where I wonder where whether we we need to start searching for more goals from our wide forwards, and I I I feel like that was the. That was the mentality of Emery. He he took a gamble defensively, I feel, but he got two players on I don't that were think more that likely. Either of those, I, sorry, more li- sorry to butt in. I don't think that either of those two substitutions hurt you in any way defensively. Lacazette's a big body and he works his whole off, and I think he's a okay. guy who you yeah. can say, "Go and do this role, and this is the role mm. I want you to play." Well, I definitely feel that we saw that. Ramsey is a pretty big body. He's a reasonably sized body. And yep. he's got a big engine. And as long as he's switched on, which I felt that he was, and he's tenacious, then he's going to do a job. Can I tell you the one little snapshot that I had, and I didn't think it during the game? Because like I said to mm. you before, I when the Ramsey substitution happened, I didn't get it from a tactical perspective. The only thing I thought mm. at the time was maybe it's all getting a little bit physical and we need that more physicality. But mm. Well, that's a I, simplistic viewpoint. I don't know I mean, whether that's you, the way. I don't know whether you looked at it this week, but Arsenal put up their new legends wall at the Emirates. So the pictures of mm. all of their legends. And there was a lot of conjecture about Aaron Ramsey getting on there and being on the mm. legends wall. And I wrote a tweet saying, being a legend for Arsenal is as much like you've got two different types of legends. Right, You've got long-service legends, yep. guys who are at the club for a huge amount of time, were faithful, Parler, were faithful to the Lee club. Dixon. Yeah, these guys who we call legends. But legends are also built on moments. And Aaron mm. Ramsey, despite whatever we might think about him or any of our previous conversations about him, he owns some legendary moments for Arsenal. FA Cup winning goals. He's a big game player. And I thought, I wonder... Some, some clutch moments in the Champions League. I wonder whether or not Emery went, you're on the legends wall, son. There's been conjecture about you all week. Go out there and show me why you're there. Go out there and show mm. me what you're all about. 
And I, I thought that after the game. And I thought, I, I wonder if Emery is the perfect coach that could have come to Arsenal in this time. I do. I wonder how many other coaches out there who we were linked with would He's have been able to come in everyone. and do it on a fucking shoestring. He's done it on a shoestring. He spent nothing. He's challenged mm. everyone. He's thrown his... But he had a good squad. He had no, I know, a good I know squad. he did. I know he did. But I, I'm just, I just don't think a lot of the top-level managers would be able to come in and do a job like what he's done. Come in and throw his big old donkey cock around oh. and get the results that he's got in the time that he's got. It is it, it is mind-boggling. It's, it's fucking brilliant. We, we, we actually got a manager that we love like we do a player. He's exciting. He's got a big set of donkey balls, like you said. He he lives and breathes passion. Like, tell me a fan who wouldn't love that level. Did of you see when he was so tired at the end of the game? Like, I, like <laughs> he was just sitting in his chair. Like, I'm, 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 yeah, so, I'm so spent. Like, he was just fucked. I'm so spent. I've been jumping up and down. And what it means for him to win his first North London derby, what that means for his legacy, what that means for the way the players view him the way the media views him, the leeway it gives him when something goes wrong, because we know the way mm. the media works. It's about building bricks of positivity so when the negative things come, they can't tear down your entire wall. Yeah, yeah. What this is going to do for him is just amazing. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I was thinking before, oh, maybe we've rambled about this bit too much because we're in the middle of the game, but I actually think it was fundamentally the most important thing that happened in the game. These two no, no, good, good, good shout, good shout, because it was, because we hadn't taken the opportunity from our dominance, and that is a reflection of both of those players, might I add. So, Wobes, unbelievable about driving us forward, and, and sometimes is the only guy driving us forward in a, in a disjointed play, but he's profligate in his finishing, that's something he needs to add to his game. Mikatarian is just wasteful, full stop. You know, he creates a lot, but he also fucks up a lot. I didn't think like he was in all facets. In this game and I didn't no, no, neither, neither. And let's let's just let's just make that point. But I also I also still found him lightweight. I I know that's a bit of a subjective point of view. He is lightweight. He's almost the smallest player in Arsenal. Mm, I don't. I, he's, he's not probably big. He's taller very, than we give credit for. No, but for. I mean, very slight, very thin-shouldered, thin. Agreed. Legs. And and I felt there was a couple of opportunities for him where he just he was always going to come off second best physically. So anyway, a, a three sixty player like Ramsey is, rather than a player who plays what's in front of him, like Mikatarian does, has an opportunity to bring others into the game and retain possession and also have a similar um, level of quick thinking, you know, and, and he really does. And I think that was proved later with, um, with a couple of assists as well. So yeah, look, overall, overall, I think you're, you're spot on and perhaps it is good for us to, to reflect on that part now because it absolutely was game-changing. And let's, let's bring it back full circle. How fucking refre- refreshing is that to have... 
instead of letting a game drift and just trusting the players to work it out for themselves. It's like, no, you know, you might not have played that badly, but what we need right now is an injection of something different. I mean, he does it again later on in the game. He puts us in a 4-3-3 later on in the game. Mm. You know, and we get a goal out of it. So the Mm. the, the tactical flexibility of Emery, the balls, how early he's willing to change things, how quickly he's willing to tear up the hymn sheet, song Mm. sheet. What's the saying there? I think both are kind of similar. How big his nuts are to do what he does, right? Week in, week out, and to back himself, I'm, I'm in awe of him. And I, I wrote a tweet today saying, I'm in love with Unai Emery. And I genuinely mm. believe that. I, I'm genuinely in love with him. And, and mm. I was an unashamed Arsene Wenger lover. I was frustrated with Wenger. I was ready for Wenger to go. But, I loved but we him. didn't I think loved we him could do any better. Father. And we were scared of the future. And I just wanted, I just, who, you know, whoever the powers that be who were involved in making the decision between Arteta and Emery, I will tell you 100% right now, there is no way, there's no way Arteta does the same thing with this team. No way. No. It is the most right decision ever. Arteta would have been like a five-year plan. The next goal from you, banger man, it's his best goal for Arsenal yet. The move is amazing. It starts with a delicious ball from Bellerin. Uh, mm. Comes through to Ramsey, who just flicks it on really, really nicely for you, banger man. And what a fucking finish. 2-2. We're back. The place is bouncing. Yeah, I mean, memories were just of, of just elation. I mean, we were building back into it, but I was still in that state of, of, of fear, really. Um and it was almost like it happened so quickly. I mean, we don't play like that traditionally. There, there was like three passes, and then it was goal. It was in the back of the net. It, it was, it was literally a flash. And the way it was connected, it was just, it was surprise. It was elation. It was just, it was just brilliant. I wrote O M F G explanation mark about 16 times on my notes it I was, wrote I wrote this North London derby is on fucking fire yeah you yeah. know burning down yeah. the house like at this point man I was I was beside myself because the the fear had set back in the old Arsenal fear sets back in. yeah that's right and that's what makes it so good that's what makes it so it's one good. of the things that makes me love Emery you know even more again you know is that he's providing mm. me with this we can't come back we will yeah, come back. Yeah. We're never out yeah. of it. Whereas, you know, for for so long, you, you'd look at it and you'd go, something would happen early on and you'd mm. go, ah, oh, we're done. Mm. Or we we fight our way back with a spirited comeback, but we fucked ourselves from the start, you know? Uh, so it was brilliant. Straight my up. Next, my next note with this was um, that it was, it was a brilliant layoff and assist from Ramsey. It was... Really was, nice, really, really it nice. Was, and and bringing back to our previous conversation with Mikatarian, that's that type of thing that he brings. Like, I actually do believe there is that layer of stardust, that there is that extra quality, you know? And my next question was, what was the formation then? Was it two up top and Ramsey behind? Two up top with Ramsey in the 10, it was a diamond. 
essentially. Yeah, okay, it was. All right. Because so you were that's getting, you were I, getting a lot of wit from Lacazette. Lacazette's brilliant. He could he could play anywhere on yeah, the front Yeah, to four. the point where yeah. I wrote down, maybe it's time to try Lacquer out wide if Aubameyang is the one who's scoring. And let's play Aubameyang through the middle. And why don't we give Lacquer a run off the right and put Awobi mm. on the left? Lacquer's got mm. a really good ball. He's got a good shoulder drop. He's strong. Mm. He's shown all season that he can link up with Bellerin. In fact, he floats out there a lot when he plays centre forward and anyway. He's, he's got more physique to be able to cope with that as well. I know it's not ideal. Mm. I know neither him or you, Bangerman, wants to be there. But you, Bangerman's mm. not coming out of centre forward now. No way no. he's coming out of centre forward no. now. And if this is Emery's mentality, that whoever the guy who is, look, you can both play wide, and mm. whoever the guy on fire is, is going to play out of the centre. But, I mean, that diamond was, was is, devastating is for a period No, of no, ab- absolutely. And also Ramsey's press, because don't forget, this is how we started out the season, and Ramsey fucked it. Remember the first two games? That's what Emery was envisaging. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, Ramsey just wasn't ready to apply himself the Look, way he did for this game. One performance doth not make a pudding. <laughs> <laughs> one swallow does not make a summer, summer, I think, is the analogy that you're searching for. Something about something about. That. I don't know the mixture of ye old English and a pudding necessarily comes the pre- comes into the it. But, premise but yes. of it was, you know, looking at Ramsey in a North London derby in a finite amount of time when he's been frozen mm. out of the team for so long. No, and, I, I and, and this is what he I does. I don't think. This I think all we're going to hear now is sign him up. We made a mistake. Should have given him the two hundred and fifty k. We're going to hear a lot of this no, no. chatter coming up. But the fact of the matter is, and you took the words out of my mouth. You took one of my major points for the podcast, and that's mm. great. I love it. Exactly mm. what you said. Ramsey had this opportunity at the start of the season. Mm. He was given this opportunity to play in that ten and cement himself in the ten. And you're completely right. Maybe Emery's original idea was that the, the two in front of him would pull into a two and maybe Ramsey and the other wide player, you know, that box, that two up top, two behind, mm. you know, with the guys there after in behind them. Mm. Mm. You know, so as much as I'm willing to give Ramsey his props for this game and I'm always willing to give him props when he's when he's done well, and as much as I 100% agree with you that that layoff that he produces for Obama Yang is the exact thing that Mkhitaryan has not been able to do throughout the season. He's not mm. been able to play the simple ball. Not even mm. that it was a simple ball, but I mean, for, he's not been able to just get those assists. No, no, and, and it, it, it's almost the little things, but it, it might be a ball that's only, what, two or three metres long, but, but in the moment, yeah, the, it's a 360-degree view. It's exactly the, what the, you were saying. It's that's seeing, right. It's the, seeing a map. The anticipation, the football brain to be able to do that, that's Don't what Don't forget about the ball from Bellerin either because it was delicious and he was fucking no, excellent no. in this game. And not a lot of people are going to talk about him because there's yeah. so many other shining lights. Not a lot of people are going to talk about Bellerin. He was smashing no, no. all game. No, he, he was. He was smashing. Can I just say one more thing with with Ramsey, and then we'll put a line through it. 
I have got this feeling we are so caught up with the immediate and, and we play into this because, you know, we do pods and we play the analysis game and we read and we're, we're content hungry and all that shit. All of this fucking crap may actually end up being a shit fight. It's a storm in a teacup. What may happen at the end is that the player wants to stay the manager, he, he ends up after all of this crap being spurred to concentrate and be the player that we know he can, nah, can be. Get and biked. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, a lot of, a lot of this crap is fucking speculation. Look at what happened with Urzel last year. We, we never thought for a I second that he would stay. Further. I think this has gone further than the. Urzel okay. Well, I'm just I'm just going to say that. And Do you know what? I, I don't I don't in any way disagree with you about the the preface of what you're saying, but I think it is unlikely at this point. Yeah, yeah. It, it's unlikely at this point, just based on the fact that Mesut's still in the team. Because the only reason we're having this conversation is because Mesut didn't play, and this is this is a like we could do a whole podcast on this whole podcast on the ramifications, how the team plays with Ozil, how the team plays without Ozil. I had so many points mm. on this and I decided, you know what? We can try wrap this pot up in an hour and a half. I, I don't mm. think we have the time to break that down. It could uh, be uh, its own pod. It, it, yeah. Honestly, it, it could be. It could be. Uh, yeah. So, look, on the Ramsey thing, let's put a line under it. He was excellent. It was a great substitution. In that moment, yeah. for us to get back to 2-2, he is almost as pivotal in that moment as the ball from Bellerin. They are all equally pivotable. Pivotal? Pivotal. But, indubitably. Um, but <laughs> I think we should just bask in the finish because at the time, I just it flashed in and I was like, my first thought was it took a deflection. That was my first thought because it seemed, oh. it, it seemed, it seemed too fast or, or you know... Or That's too, what I mean. too, too good for it to go in. And then you look at it, it wasn't until you watch the, the vision from behind the goal. And he's done that finish already once yeah, this but that's year. Yeah, that's his best. Europe. that's his best goal for Arsenal this year. Yeah. This, this was a better finish. This was more from the penalty spot. I think last time he hit it, it was more from the right channel. Mm. And this was a snapshot. Mm. And it was, it was amazing. Immediately after that, Toby, we have Mustafi heads off the line and heart-in-mouth moment. Torreira follows it up and cunts one, and I was sure it was going top bins. I oh. was sure it was going top left. I, I genuinely think I would have spoofed my pants if that had happened. <laughs> Spoof? Just... Spoof is such a 15-year-old, like, teenager. Teenager. Mate, I, I'm there. I, I said it. I own it. You, you, I'm happy with it. Put it out in the ether. We're leaving it in. It stays in. We, we are leaving it in. I, I actually, that for me was, for a start, it was just an epic moment. To, and a moment he would have deserved. And that was the thing for me. Oh, the he reason, would have broken the The reason net. why I was so dejected after he missed, after like the elation of thing it was going mm. in, was because yeah. this guy has been so good for us all year. He's... Mm. Our player of the season right now, you know, mm. he's been incredible. He's almost man of the match every game. He's been threatening to do it for weeks now. 
He's systematically mm. working his way further and further up the pitch, winning the he ball is. higher up, getting shots. And, he and, nearly did it and, a couple of weeks ago. And I yeah. thought, I thought to myself, how amazing would the storyline be? That would have Terreira been. Terreira gets the winner. Yeah. In a North London derby, and that's his first goal for Arsenal. Yeah. So as much as we are having a little bit of a wax lyrical about Bellerin today, Toby. I don't know if you remember, but did you see his god-awful hospital ball at 2-2, which nearly put yeah. Tottenham back on top? Well, they would have been back on top. That would have been 3-2. That would have been Awful. game over, Red Awful. Rover. That was 100% hospital ball. That was... Oh, it was horrible. It was in in terms of our 3-2-1s and negative 1-2-3s, that alone... Cost a negative one to oh, whatever score Bellerin maybe, was going to have. Maybe more. He got really lucky, and he's, he's he's. I don't think Bellerin's ever had that in his game. I consider Bellerin to be incredibly safe. No, no, he 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 does play because that he's been strung out for across. so long by himself. He's never had a partner the whole time he's been at Arsenal. That's he, right. And his that's, ball yeah. retention is excellent. The way he recycles is excellent. He had been excellent in this game. But fuck my ass, man. My heart sunk when that happened. I went, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I at, at the expense of doing more potty language humor, that's all we ever did. Some poo came out. Like yeah. it was, it was horrible. And the relief when, when I forget what happened in the Leno, end. Leno, I, bailed, I Leno bailed him out. Leno bailed saved. him out. It was a good save. And it was it was kind of a poor shot. I remember he, I, you know, the commentary was saying he thinks maybe he tried to do him with the eyes and go back across the face, the opposite way of the dive. Um, but he actually had way more of the of the goal, a much bigger angle to shoot at. So incredibly relieved. I think Leno saved it, and you know, and then it was cleared for for either a throw in or a corner. But that that potent, that was the pivotal moment of the game in terms of Spurs not getting back into it. Well, that was their that was their chance. That was their opportunity to 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 go and take it, to go and do it. Um just quickly, Mustafi for Genduzi injury because Genduzi was warming up before Mustafi went Genduzi was on the sideline warming no, up. No, it was injury. It was injury. Yeah, but who was Genduzi meant to come on for? I don't know. I feel like maybe it would have been, and Emery has a history of this before in terms of the like 4-0 up first leg against Barca and there was another team they were hugely up again in the, in the Champions League. It was one of the reasons that, that he was sacked in the end. Um, but, you know, I, I feel that probably a 2 all for us at that point still would have been good. So do you think he result. was maybe coming on for yeah. you banging man? Yes, that was the player that I was thinking it was going to be for. So, and and at the time I was actually thinking, as much as I want your banging man to get a hattie, it was about let's let's do this for the team. This isn't about individual awards. This is about how can we secure this? We we fought our way back. Manu next the week. Games, as well. The games on it. The something, games something on Something to think about. Manu next week as well. It's not next week. It's bloody on this Thursday morning. Wow. Wow. That's a chockers um, fixture yeah. list. 
Yeah, so th- there's not a week and a so half. It would have made, so it would have made sense. It yeah, 100% yeah. would have made sense. Um, but and then, and then, this is a note that I've made, Gwendoosie completely fucked up when we were in possession and made a stupid lob into the box when all of our players were forward and they broke hard on us. So there was actually two moments where... Um, where we almost let them back into the game. And my notes were, this is where I've really seen his inexperience. As much as I love the kid. He is 19. Or, he is no, no, totally. He's, he is 19. We've got to... This got is to, not a criticism. What, like, my first note on him was the first thing he did was go and absolutely fucking smash someone. It was the first mm. thing he did. He just went and, like, ripped someone's legs. There's a kid who I reckon understands what a derby's about. I think he understands yeah, not, what a, I think he understands what a club's about. Um, I reckon he's our new fling plan. <laughs> Just go double foot him. Um, but again, you know, Emery shows off his 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 tactical testicles. Yep. You know, yep. and says, well, we'll just go to a 4-3-3. And the funny thing is, Toby, that 4-3-3 is the formation I've been calling for for Arsenal for the entire year. And again, you know, just to very quickly come back to the Ozil thing. It is Ozil's presence in the team that doesn't allow us to play that four three three. Because so who's in the four three three? Because Jack again, Doozy Torreira, Laka Ramsey, Laka Ramsey Obamiang, but Laka mm. and Ubangaman were actually playing almost like a, a very wide split two, and Ramsey was in behind. But Ramsey mm. was floating everywhere, and I mean that's the thing about a four three three. It gives you fluidity in the front three. Mm complete fluidity mm. go where you want because you are mm. getting some width from those runners and i also just on, reckon just on well, that note, beck, well beck would have suited a just on that note well. really really quickly toby um granite jacker not a bad game inconspicuous yeah like, i i didn't feel like i noticed him is that, that much, a good you- thing for Granite of course, of course it is. I don't think you always need to have a worldy game. You don't always need that all-action hero, you know, and, and when you don't fuck up, and the only time he fucked up was a, a petulant foul where I was a little bit worried about him being on a yellow. But he led the team, he captained the team, he laughed at fucking Harry Winks when he was trying to get a rise out of him and... and and all that, which would have pissed him off even more. Not a bad performance. A, a 7 out of 10, and, and that's kind of how I saw him because I didn't really notice him that much, ain't such a bad thing sometimes. You know, you. I guess sometimes you need to take the game by the scruff, scruff of a neck. Sometimes other players are doing it for you. And like I said, I, I felt that Torreira, he was playing a little bit beyond Xhaka at times, and I feel I liken that to the Coquelin role. It's it's being that Terraria stepping on Jack. Or no, I I actually think let, let's pay a little bit more credit to Emery. Let's do another so a little bit more donkey sucking. I actually think Emery has seen something in Terraria that we haven't seen before, or that 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 he's got to know with their time together, and said you can actually add something going forward. You know, you can win the ball high up the pitch. You're amazing in tight spaces, you know, quite two-footed, you know, the 360 pirouettes, you know, you 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 don't get dispossessed much. 
and you can actually start our front foot. So Jack is a bit slower, can pick that pass, play that quarterback role like he did under Wenger, but actually be protected defensively from Torreira as well. Because Torreira so, is so fast getting back as well. Because he moves around he, him, he yeah. re- And he, reco- he recovers. It's a partnership, exactly. Yeah, but it's almost like Xhaka is the totem, as in the more static That's right, figure. that's right. And Torreira has... I mean, is it weird to say that a holding midfielder has a free No, ball? it's a double pivot. It, I, I think... But it's a, but I mean I mean it's it's a free roll to sort of move around Jacker. That's almost right. to That's pivot right. around Jacker. And I what I hope is is that when Torreira's going forward and I'm gonna watch the game again mm. because I watched the game the first mm. time so emotionally. Like, you know, it was such a ride. But I'd be really interested to see where Jacker's position what positions he's taking up when Torreira is going forward and he's trying to win the ball higher yeah I wanted to see some heat maps this game I couldn't find it I I googled them I I actually really wanted to see Ramsey's heat map because I wanted to see where he was operating in but that would be interesting also so Toby the next thing that happens Lacazette gets us in front for the first time since very early in the first half for all of our dominance it's finally paid back it's really dogged from him. It takes a deflection and the ball rolls in. Oh, like it was it was slow brilliant. motion. It was brilliant. Past the hand of I, I was so excited. I, I actually thought Maurice. it was an amazing left foot finish. And and my notes were like, We haven't had finishes like this for a very long time and we've got two of them. It does take a deflection. No, no, and Matt that's what that's where I was getting. It was the fact was someone I saw it again. It was a massive deflection. You know what? You've got to be in it. For sure. To for sure. Win. And it was. And, and you know, the, the person, once again, you've got to pay some credence to was Ramsey for nicking it. So, you know, fair play. Fair play yeah. for that. Yeah. Oh, look. Look, uh, I thought I had yeah. Ramsey down for Oh, a for sure. Yeah. No, me too. Out of me too. Today. Um, and I've, I've mm. sort of, we will get to our three, two, ones and one, two, threes. I, it, there has been some painstaking. It's taken me until tonight. I probably I'm changing as we're going, but I'm, what I've actually done is over. I'm going on my first perception, and I'm going to stick yeah. with that. So I, I, yeah, which is what yeah. I've done as well. I went back to what yeah, I wrote me too. after me the too. game. So okay, yeah. we're on the same level. We're on the same level. So goal Lacazette, then Toby, like the hammer of Odin, like the <laughs> lights from the gods. After being so disappointed Missing his Podolsky by shot. Torreira. Yeah. Not getting that North London goal. Yeah, not cunting one top bins. The little man gets on the ball. He drives. He drives to the, the, the Larissa's near post. And I'm thinking, cut it back. Cut it back. Cut it back. And Torreira shows that one of the biggest set of nuts, Emery-esque nuts... And hits like it was a bit of a walk, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that 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 banger, that bang across the face that Theo loved. Yeah, and I was fucking ecstatic, running around the house, screaming his name, just screaming, "Look at!" Well, he's not Lukash because he's not Polish like Fabianski. But in any case, what a finish! And let. Well, I bet you his name's not fucking Lucas. 
I bet you they don't call him Lucas in Argentina. (laughs) He's from Uruguay. That's what I meant. I've had like I've had like six beers, man, and it's ten fifteen. The flag's similar. I think they're like blue and white. But anyway, you're a fuck. You're a fuckwit. They all they all they all look the same, huh? Moving on. (laughs) Anyway, and let's pay a little bit of credence to um to Oba's assist. I mean, what a delicate little ball showing another facet of his game that we've previously overlooked. Yeah. I love that Oba came deep to pick that up. Like he like he dropped off, he yeah. picked it up. Uh, Torreira yeah. goes beyond him, picks the ball up, yeah. hits that fade uh, yeah. across the face. And I was just... At this point, I was as emotional as I remember being. And... and, and Call me out if this is too far. Call me out on it. I haven't been as emotional as this. That was our only time to be emotional, I think. Don't you think? The FA Cup final. The last FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it saved Wenger more than once. That was how important. Yeah, but that was how important it was to me. You know, it, it it, it, it had the same weight to me. Because it was in this moment I realized mm. what had happened, how far we'd come. It's like the weight of all of these mm. years kind of came crashing down the moment. And I'm going to say something mm. pretty out there. I actually had a tear in my eye when Torreira scored. I was overwhelmed with emotion when Torreira scored. And it wasn't just for him, because that for me it's such a fairy tale story, like that this guy ends up getting his first goal against uh, Tottenham, you know, the North London derby when he had been arguably the man of the match. We'll get to that later on. But for a lot of people, he was their man of the match and he just keeps showing up in big games. But the realisation that that we're on the right path, you know, it it almost happened in the Liverpool game. It almost happened that, that we saw it. And yeah, it, that's and right. It, that's right. It felt like a win, but it, it actually work wasn't. Out. Yeah, I, I I remember yeah. in the podcast in the in the post Liverpool podcast, you and I were saying, you know, why why are we so happy about this when we've only taken mm. a point? And yeah. we were talking about it was the idea of progression, seeing our team progress. Mm. This for me was a progression on oh, a progression. Yeah. This was this was tactically changing for a specific team. This was. Playing without your three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Best player, player, supposedly best player. Uh, yeah. This was supposedly your player of the season, Lacazette, not being available. Supposedly the yeah. guy who I was yeah. saying missing was our best left back, our most consistent defender, Yeah, people yeah. slagging off Kalasnak, people slagging off Mikatarian. You know, and and this was you said it earlier on. This may be one of the greatest sum of our parts performances I remember in Arsenal for a really long time, where it was so hard to to pick points for people because everyone contributed in in one way or another. I thought Holding was very good. I thought uh, Jared Butler... uh, was made these amazing cynical fouls. Did you see that this is Sparta moment? Like the actual yeah. arms out, chest out, fucking roaring at the end. <laughs> there was, yeah. um, and he yeah. sparted the crowd. That's right. He made this 
big tackle. And he, yeah. Do you know what? There's something going on at Arsenal, and I don't know whether mm. it's a directive from Emery or not, but Lacazette yeah, yeah. was screaming at the crowd to get up. Uh, Xhaka made gestures yeah. for the crowd to yeah. get up a couple of times. Um, uh, Socrates did it as well. There, there's there's some there's something there's something there's something building. Well, I there. think we're, I think we're breeding there. something more tribal. It's and can I make a sure. big call? That would be highly unlike you, but yes. I think that the signing of Stefan Lichsteiner is a bigger signing than what anyone outside of the dressing room can quantify. He is so vocal from the sidelines, involved in everything. You look at the way Bellerin is performing out, the way Bellerin's acting. When Vertonghen gets sent off, Bellerin walks up to him, and I'm pretty sure he says in his ear, fucking scum. That's something that Bellerin hasn't had in his game at any point, at any point in his Arsenal career. And I said to you last week, I'm starting to see Bellerin as a future Arsenal captain. He's very active in the media. He's very outspoken about men's health and depression. He does lots of stuff like that. He was screaming. I think he was screaming at Ramsey at one point, like, you know, screaming at him, like, get back here. Like, get back here in this hole. Mm. And and I've just got a feeling a lot of that's coming from Lichsteiner. When Dyer ran over to the crowd and, and put up that shush sign early on, it was Lichsteiner who went out, grabbed him on the arm and said, pack it in. And I just think that it would be really interesting for me to get an inside mm. look or an inside perspective as to mm. what bringing a guy like that into a club who's had that level of success for that period of time, how important that is to a dressing room. Well, how many how many Serie A and Champions Leagues has he got? It's something ridiculous. Yeah, Four, yeah. four or five. Do you know what it reminds me of, Toby? Back in the day when we had people like Ray Parler, Tony Adams, you know, guys who... who I know Lichsteiner's not an Arsenal legend. Mm. He's not but that, that single-mindedness, yeah. We used to talk about yeah. who's the guy yeah. in the dressing room at half-time who's going and grabbing people and saying, what are you doing? Get out there and do it. Get out there and do this. And I just have this yeah. feeling, and I yeah. don't think it's unquantified, this feeling. I, I think it's fact that a personality like that, I think very similar but in a different way to what Mertesacker did as well, that genuine leader, even though they're coming to the end of their career, the value of having leaders like that mm. in your dressing room who have been there in the big games, in the big Champions League finals, have won Serie A's, what that's going to do for the group underneath. Mm. Massive. I think the recruitment has has had a nod towards that full stop. I think Socrates is something that's similar. You know, the statements he was making when he was he was first signed. I, I think there's good things. I think there's good things happening. Toby, at this point, we've won. The game's fizzling. Not fizzling, but I mean, we've won it. Tottenham are broken. They're busted. The elation is there. And I turn my mind. In the last five minutes, I turn my mind to the three two ones and one yes. two threes and think, how the fuck am I yeah. going to do this today? 
I knew who I had for three. I knew who I had for two. My one point was almost impossible. I've changed it four times. I had about, you know how we usually do, oh, we'll do a shout out to this guy. I had shout outs to about nine players. And some of those players that I had shout outs to, I had to put in bottom threes because I had to pick people for bottom threes. And I, I couldn't. The only way I ended up doing it was I, I, I did it based on the big moments in the game because I didn't think anyone was bad. Holy fuck, that's a huge possum. Sorry, there's this huge possum outside the window and he's looking right at me. Um, anyway, possum incident over. <laughs> I didn't really think anyone was that bad, so it, it was really hard for me. I assume it was the same for you, yes? Absolutely, yeah. And this is part of our flaw with our doing our negatives, you know, which potentially came from a, a bygone era where there were always half a dozen negatives to every, you know, five or six positives. But, um, you know, I, I think it's a really good way to, to really pull apart and analyse the game. So, fuck it. It's, it's not always the most negatives. It's the least good of a, of a good bunch, let's and say. And you were, you were going to take it out of my mouth there i mean it's the three two ones and the one two threes like it just because you get a one doesn't mean that you were necessarily really good sometimes it might just mean that you you did your job and we felt that that was enough that that you did your job you know and, and just because you get a minus one it doesn't mean that you were terrible it just means that maybe you made a mistake in the game or whatever it might be but let's crack straight in toby hmm your mm. three points, your man of the match, who did you have and why? Yeah, banging man for my three points. You banging man. Yeah, man, I had him too. Cool. I had him too. I cool. don't think you could go past him. No, and, and look, you know, there, there was people that may, without giving away the, the two points straight away, you know, there was one in particular that got very close. But we've got to give credit, you know. We, we've often scored your banging man negative points even when scoring so this this really well-rounded performance where he ran his hole off he was passionate his layoffs were good um he assisted he scored you know he took his opportunities well um you know this this is a for me a bit of a superstarish performance you know and and i feel quite privileged that we have a player of this caliber in is our it team. weird to say that this is his breakthrough performance? I absolutely... No, no, no. I, so many goals. I absolutely think it is his breakthrough performance because it is now that he's established himself as a premiership player. Before, he was he was a player who came from Germany who, who'd done very well for Dortmund and in the Champions League as well, who was prolific, but played in his own realm, let's say. Like he, a he lot played... of people come to the Premier League and aren't prolific. Exactly. A lot of people who are prolific elsewhere aren't prolific. Exactly. And I think this puts an ex this this game, it puts a little exclamation point next to his name. Mm. I mean you look at say Romelu Lukaku at Manu mm. and people were talking about him as this great player and this great signing and you know you bang a man has has annihilated him. Mm. You know. Romelu yeah. Lukaku is Emil Heskey. 
I think Emil Heskey was a better player. I'm a huge Hesk fan. So you wash that shit out of your mouth. I'm sorry. I shall never speak badly of the Hesk again. You know I loved the Hesk. You know I was a huge Hesk fan. I fucking loved the Hesk the too. Unsung hero in an era when big man, little man existed. That's right. Unsung hero. For, in fact, Michael for Owen, in fact, Michael Owen calls him the most important thing, the most important oh. player in his England career. The, the, the Hesk and the big O combination was... Was magic. Love the Hesk. Love the big O. Um, Toby, two points. Who did you have and why? I had our little lion. I too had Torreira. And it was, it almost, I almost gave him three. Yeah, he was close. Gave him three. That's what, he was, that's it, what it I was, was alluding it was to so, It was so neck and neck. Yeah. But you know the thing that ended up getting him the two and you bang a man the three what? for me? When you bang a man's not on, we've been very quick to not always give him negative threes, negative twos, but we've definitely thrown a lot of negative ones. No, no, that, that's what I said. He, you know, credit where credit's due, and he deserved yeah. that credit today. So, and I thought that he drove us from the start of the game until the end of the game. He ran himself into the ground. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Torreira, the goal was spectacular. His work rate was immense. The way that he. He, he flows in and out of of winning high, oh. tackling deep. What what's the word I'm looking for about the way that he, like he gets up and up and down off the ground? How quickly he gets up and down off the ground? Like he can go to ground and be up, like a bloody Greco-Roman wrestler. It's just yeah, you know, it's you know, and and I know I've up and, I know up and I've down said this. like a horse draws. <laughs> I know I've said this before, but he's like a hybrid of a Kante and a Sandy Cazola, and there could be no greater praise than that. Oh, that's, you know, I... No no more words need to be said mm. on Torreira mm. tonight. It, that, he can hit, put his head on the pillow. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Toby. I'll tell you one I think thing you can put your sure. head on the pillow and have him penetrate with his direction. I, I think the... <laughs> A very dick-filled pod. Like our pods are always dick joke-filled. Us brothers more dick jokes than all the other pods. Yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable um, with our humour. I'm not going to apologise. Mate, 30, 33 years of making dick jokes to each other. It's not going to end anytime soon. Um, interesting one, and and this is the one where I thought that we will probably differ. Yeah, maybe we might be the same. We might see it the same. You and me seem to be seeing football very similarly at the moment. Mm. Our, our points have been very consistent for mm. a long time. We don't talk about it. Mm. So you're and we don't even like each other half the time. So it's not like no, I know our whole our whole brotherly relationship is based on these conversations. It, about it's not even like I'm going to do anything or you're going to do anything out of respect for me. Because no, no, I would do the opposite of that. Correct. You what you were doing. Correct. I'd put the, I'd, I'd dig it into you as soon as I could. Any opportunity. That's right, because you're a cunt. So, so who did you? Ha- so who did you have for your one point? You ginormous cunt. Our our ginormous fridge, for my one point. You gave it to Kalas. I did. Yeah, man. I did. I I I I stressed over that because he was really, really good. He was. He was really, really, really And good. not just going forward. He put a shift in. And I know his passing percentage wasn't amazing compared to the rest, but... Some it, of the balls he threw across the box were it, fucking amazing. Once again, he was he was our, our most 
let's say our greatest attacking outlet again and his drives forward combined with an increase in defensive acumen and awareness and the fact that he's he's huge and he's got massive muscles and he's scary and I fucking love him. He And he's a fridge with feet and hands. Honestly, his his go forward, there could be a point where you say a left wing back is very close to a left wing forward these days. Potentially could you play him further up, you know? I don't so, think you would have I don't think you would have that much of an issue. And I tell you what, for a big man Oh, he's got in good tight feet. spaces on the other side his of the pitch. Delivery the is first half. excellent. In tight spaces, he's got good feet. And if and if Wobi takes his shot better, if you know a couple of the layoffs, you know there were there were pullbacks, there were crosses. Bellerin, Mikatarian, Abamyang, Wobi, they were all found first time by Kalasenac. So. I, I really wanted to bring Ramsey into it because I felt that he deserved it. But I thought, no, I'm not I'm not going to hang the fridge out to dry. He's going to get a point. So I had Ramsey in my mix as well, along with the fridge and one other who I will reveal shortly. <laughs> Just quickly, I'll say the reason why I didn't go with Ramsey was because I thought that Ramsey's performance was a little bit of polish. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that the guys, the other two, Kalasanak and my one point, which was Hector Bellerin. Yeah. 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 Very close as well. The entire yeah. game. Yeah. Hector was very close for me to early Apart on. Apart from until, the hospital ball to Until Torreira, yeah. Until Torreira scored his goal and Bellerin played that hospital ball. Mm. For a lot of the game, I had in my mind that Bellerin was going to get two points. Bellerin was excellent, and and I he's feel that he's excellent he, for weeks yeah, now. Yeah, for weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mister, he's he's becoming really, really consistent. He's, he's confident in possession. He he does still get hung out to dry a lot. You know, the spacing away from him, he does end up isolated, and he copes with it very well. He but he was he was exceptional. Yeah, today. he had one he had one misplaced pass. Other than that, he was perfect. He was shouting at cunts. Uh, I think there's a point where we start looking at Hector as a leader and as a future captain. Yeah. So yeah. I gave him my one point. Yeah. The negatives were more difficult to come by initially mm. until I, like I said earlier, I put in this parameter of, well, I've got to go with either ineffectiveness yeah. or misplaced passes or missed opportunities. Yeah. So, Toby, who did you have for your negative one? I went with Mkhitaryan as my negative one. I actually had him as more negative, but I went back through my notes and I realized that he had affected the game in a positive way from the start. Um, And like you, I went on errors rather than my perception of an ineffectual performance. So I don't remember Mikatarian ever really making an error. Like not like he 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 lost the ball in transition or anything. It's just like that he that. doesn't quite make it. Yeah, know. and he was a little bit lightweight in a couple of those challenges. He kind of dangles a foot in, and his body goes the other way instead of going all. Even in. some of the opportunities on goal, you know, for me. So yeah, but then again, I. I He's such a conundrum. Like every week, I've, I change my mind on him. I know. I, I know. went with Rob. I went with Rob Holding for a negative one. 
it was really difficult for me to do. And in the end, I went with Rob Holding for a negative one because I decided if he wasn't in my positive numbers, Mm. which I couldn't get him in my positive numbers, Mm. then he had to receive at least a negative point for sliding in. And like I said, whether he got a hair on him or a, 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 a full foot on him or whatever, once you go to ground in the box, if you don't take the ball, yeah. it's going to be a pen. Yeah, he missed half of it this time, week. At that time, that was the thing that, that burned us. No, so, that's right. That's right. I, I Look, I was... <laughs> it hurt me to give Rob Holding a point because I thought he was actually maybe the best of our three defenders today. Mm. Mm. I, I thought they were all around, you know, a six or a seven today. Uh, probably a seven. Yeah, I no, I would, have, Look, I would times, have said more at like... times I thought Mustafi looked a bit Mustafi. There were a couple of fouls I wasn't happy with that Jared Butler gave away. Mm. I thought he went from making really good fouls to making some sloppy fouls yeah. and looking uncomfortable. Mm. But... Rob Holding for a negative one for me. Yeah. Toby, negative two. Who'd you have? Well, I went one? I went Rob Holding for negative two. So very, very last minute, I actually flipped Mkhitaryan and Rob Holding around. Maybe a moment of weakness for me because I've been shitting on Mkhitaryan for so long. Well, I don't actually, I don't, I don't, I didn't think Mkhitaryan deserved negative one. So I like that you did that. I think if you had given him a negative two, it would have been completely unjust yeah yeah it would have been more following a particular trend rather than you know um so i felt for and in real time i mean prove me wrong but when i saw it i actually thought it was stone cold steve austin you know i thought it was a it was a bloody the rattlesnake stone cold it was it was a pen all day long and it's only it's only from discussion after that you know you know um debating over the the extent of the contact whether or not you know i was i was full but you know for me i thought it was stone cold so let's put that down to clutch moments and errors and if we hadn't have had the turnaround and the the wonderful tactical change from um from emery potentially we wouldn't have got back into this and and that particular error would have been uh it would have been a bit more paramount so let's um that's my reasoning. So we'll go with Rob Holding. So I gave my negative two to Alex Awobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he was he And I, I did it I did it based on the fact that he was ineffective. Even though people call me out and say he actually had a couple of really nice balls. I believe that in every game Alex Awobi has, he has really nice moments. Such is the talent. Yeah. 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 But for me, he's I, th- I think people forget that when we look at that youth group of kind of Maitland-Niles and, and all those guys, that Alex Awobi by age is only about a year and a half forward of them. He was just a big unit. He was just a big unit. He was what the first of that that really good crop of Arsenal under-21s to break through. Kind of mm. came through with Serge Gnabry around about the same time when they were dominating in that competition. Mm. Mm. I just think that for him... It's now not about his skill level. It's about his level of consistency. And where he falls down is in decision-making inside of the box. Oh, it's the final... It's it's his goal scoring. Yeah. No, not even that. His decision-making, even with his passing, Mm. in the third of the pitch before 
we get inside between the spaces he's between the lines he's excellent yeah in in those in between spaces in those channels Mm. when he's actually pulling inside he's really good i even think some of his decision making from wide areas is really good he gets in the box and he looks like he's just doesn't know what to do like he's 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 either not senior enough to take it on so he has to lay it off Mm. or he kind of you know once overs pirouettes i wonder whether our some of our former players would have excelled under emery alex oxlade chamberlain serge canabry 100 percent, 100 percent. both would have done really well but i mean where would ox even get in the team right now he'd have to get in on the right i'd have him over fucking mkhitaryan yeah true 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 toby um toby negative three who'd you have jay leno yeah i had just we had to we had to yeah i don't i don't i look if i had to put holding in for a minus one there i had to put leno in for a minus three because holdings was mistimed Mm. not even mistimed like maybe son son shifted the ball out or you know, mm. and they were in transition. Mm. Burns, Burns was a, a genuine technical mistake. Yeah. Genuine big fat technical mistake. Burnt just burned himself. So, he fucked up. Burnt just, Burnt just burned himself. Now, as I said, Toby, we've been going for a really long time. So usually we dig into a little bit, guys, about the Man U game. Uh, it's on Thursday. It's away from home. Tobes, instead of digging into formations because... I've got a funny feeling that we're most likely going to run out in a very, very similar formation. We will talk about Mesut Ozil next week at the start of the pod. And I think we'll talk about that after we've seen what comes out in the press. Because last time we did this after he had the flu, it came out in the press, there'd been a bust up. Mm. And a lot of what we said had been negated anyway. Mm. Because it's radio silence at the moment and nothing has come out, Mm. let's bench that and we'll do that at the start of the preview next week. At the start of the post Manchester game, sure, next week, sure, on the Ars Brothers. Can I can so I just, just add before before we finish that? Let's just say that the reason the the fact that we haven't spoken about him more shows the way we've coped without him. So it's almost irrelevant, and and that that is how would we ever fifty thousand pound a week irrelevant? How had we? How would we ever, or if we had ever thought that that would be the case with the player we were so grateful after Dirty Sanchez had left to retain? So it, it it's don't, mind-boggling. Don't, so let's 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 don't discuss go that away later. From the fact that Mesut has had two or three of the best pieces of football for any Arsenal player this season. I I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten. Right, so I'm surprised. That's just, what I, that's just what I have to say to this, the, the fan base. I, I thought he would play this game. Mesut Ozil very well could have played this game. I thought he would have. We still And we still could have won. Right? I'm not, I'm not making the statement that Arsenal won this game because Mesut wasn't there. Neither. That is not the statement that I'm making. I'm simply making a statement that the fact that we can go and win as well as we have won against a top four, top five opposition. And we've barely even thought of him. him. Yeah. And we didn't think of him and we didn't miss him is a question within a question within a question that Mm. we need to unwrap at some point. Mm. But I am not a Mesut hater. I am a Mesut lover. But in this game, 
in what is arguably our biggest game of the year. Our biggest win for a while. Our biggest win for a long time to not need him to the point where we didn't even notice him and to the point where we've not even spoken about him. For an entire pod. starting to create a narrative and is starting to create a universe where we can start to think about what if we could get someone to pick up his wages. Mm. Well, what if? I actually had this question written down. So we usually we cover all this stuff anyway. My question was the elephant in the room that no one is taking notice of anymore. So maybe we'll park that for next pod. Let's park that for next pod. Score prediction, Toby. Let's be happy with a draw. If we... I don't, I, look, if we got a draw, I'd be happy. Mm. If we got a draw, I'd be happy, Toby. Mm. But instead of just being the, the safety first mentality that we've got... Yeah, fuck it. Let's go if and... You, if, you, yeah. if you think it's going to be a draw, what do you think the score's going to be? A boring you, ass game from Mourinho. You just be happy with a draw. No, no, no. It's going to be low. It's it's going to be low scoring, Toby. I guarantee you of that. Mm. It, it's it's hard to say because Mourinho will be a slimy, sniveling, cuntish fucking piece of shit. And what he'll do is he'll set up so his team doesn't concede, and then they'll end up nicking something from us and trying to hold it, and we'll come back. So it'll be. One all or two all, it could be a, okay, it could so be a Desmond. I've tipped, I've tipped I've tipped a one one. Yeah, yeah, and I've tipped a one one because I've just got this stupid feeling that it's going to be incredibly tight. Mm. Man, you are going to park the bus, and we're either going to concede one and run them down, mm. or we're going to score one and they're going to snatch one. Mm. Mm. And that's not that's not. No, I reckon if we a, score that's first, that's not me being a negative. That's not me being a negative Arsenal fan. Yeah. That's just that's just the gut feeling that I have. So that's what I'm. A realist tip. I'm against gonna Mourinho. I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip a one. I reckon if we score first, we penetrate them hard. If what is most likely going to happen is that they're going to try and reta- like withhold us for for a time, and we will make some type of error, and they will score, and then we will fight back, and we will you know we'll draw. Okay, Tobes, that brings us to the end of uh, your section for the night. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, yeah, it's cool. Up the Arsenal. I guess. I, I hope you. I hope you're a. I hope your head's going to hit the pillow as a happy man tonight. The same. I time think it will, mate. I think. It, I think it's a happy day. Okay, guys, stay tuned because coming up right now, we're talking to Fergus from Guns and Yellow Ribbons, who was at the game today at the Emirates today with a very hoarse voice. He's uh, going to be joining us in the second section of the pod for a quick how it happened inside the ground. Good morning, Fergus. Good good morning from the very, 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 very red North London. How are you, Max? I'm good, Fergus. How are you, I'm mate? On the top of the world. The smile as well on my face is making up for a fucking no voice whatsoever. I've got a big pint of water in front of me. <laughs> Well, Fergus, I've got a big pint of beer in front of me in in celebration, oh, you I, might I, say, I, of I this. I can't go near a naked flame. I think I'd instantly combust. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I thought the best thing for us to do 
here on the Ars Brothers tonight was talk to someone who was there, someone who was in the stadium, who felt what we felt, but instead of feeling it from a couch and upsetting everyone in an apartment block, someone who screamed themselves hoarse at the Emirates. Give us a, a snapshot, mate. What was it like? Start. Just give me a rundown, start to finish. I want to hear what it was like at the start of the whistle, what it was like after the first goal, what it was like when we went behind, and then what it was like afterwards. Okay. Starting off, it was a very early start at Highbury Corner. I was with my brother-in-law, and uh, we, were, we were on the beer at half ten in the morning. Um, so that, that was the start. We'd done a bit of a pub crawl. We went around a few different pubs. We ended up in the Eaglet, which was fantastic. There was a DJ there playing loads of Arsenal songs and everything else. So everybody was buzzing when we walked down to the stadium. Outside the stadium, everyone's singing. The, this, uh, you might have seen some footage on, on uh, the Facebook group uh, of me and my brother-in-law going Arsenal, Arsenal outside the stadium. Inside the stadium was rocking, buzzing, buzzing. Uh, we had a feeling about it. I think everyone was a little bit nervous, uh, a bit sick in the stomach beforehand. Uh, but then we just looked like we'd turned up and they looked a little bit shaky. Uh, and then when Aubameyang got the do-do-ba-do-ba-do, Aubameyang, when Aubameyang got uh, a penalty, it was like, fuck, shit, <laughs> penalty. Um, it yeah, pinch myself, is this happening? Uh, it, yeah, it, it was just nuts. It went mad. Um, I suppose the things that... I just look back at Match of the Day just now and I, I saw the uh, foul on Son, was it? Um, for the first one. Um, and yep. it was a foul. He nibbled at his at his ankle, uh, hands up. If, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna slide in there, you got to get it right, a hundred percent right. Whether he whether he touched him with a you know a pubic hair or a, a, a full stud, I don't think you know someone's gonna go down in the box. <laughs> no, mate, they're probably shaved clean. These guys. <laughs> Back sack and crack. <laughs> But after the after the goal, did it um, um well did I, it go flat? It from the television coverage, we don't. I think sometimes we, no, we it, get it went. We don't get a really realistic look of it. It went fucking nuts after that goal when Dyer came over and celebrated in front of us on that corner flag. That's where I that's where I stand. It went nuts. The air was full of beer, coffee, coins, everything. List Steiner went up to I don't know who he went up to, but he went up to one of those players and he said, "What the fuck are you doing? Going over there celebrating?" And it just kicked off. And the whole probably 10 rows around me all piled down. My brother-in-law went down and I thought he was going on the pit. So I went down with him. And there was people trying to get in. The stewards were trying to hold us back. We were we were going to fucking kill them. Um, uh, honestly. <laughs> uh, uh, then it tried to calm down a bit. Uh, it went... It, it, it didn't go flat at 1-0. It went flat at 2-1 when they got that fucking diving, cheating penalty. That was that was never a penalty. He, he tripped over the fucking ball. So um, yeah, it went a bit flat then. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that we stayed calm and didn't lose it. I was worried about some of the players on the pitch losing their heads because they were they were starting to argue and fight. Um, and I thought it might go, it, it might turn in Tottenham's favour. And I thought they might have got a third just before just before half time. I was glad to go in two one. Um, uh, well, I wasn't glad to go in two one, but. Uh, I was glad it remained 2-1 at halftime because I thought Unai will do what he's done for the last uh, 18 games previous. Uh, you know, and he's... Didn't fucking think he was going to do that, mate. Uh, 
I didn't think he was. Didn't think he was going to do that. Shoot Jagger. Give him a fucking night. Yeah. Sell Ozil for all the money in the world. Sell him. Keep Ramsey. Ramsey in number ten. What have I said to you time and time before? Ramsey's got to be our number ten. So. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm he's not, a big. Do you know what? When he came on, I thought he's a big game player. You know, that's yeah, what he is. He's yeah. a big game player. He showed up for us in big games in the past. And I wonder whether Unai looked at it and just thought, you know what, mate, you just went off on the legends wall. Go show us why. Very true. I like that. I'm going to nick that for later. <laughs> you, you do that, man. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> for, the, for the podcast we're going to do in about an hour and a half on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you finish listening to Arsenal's podcast, Feel free to uh, try other ones out, including Guns and Yellow Ribbons, which is where I'm from. A little bit of fucking, yeah, you know, a bit of publicity on there, Max. There you go, um, mate. So the Obama angle when he smashed oh, it in, mental, me- mental, yeah, absolutely nuts. I ended up getting lifted off my feet. I was, I think, it was Danny Wilkins, the fucking Malibu drinking wanker. Um, <laughs> I, I just got pulled. It, you know what it, it, it reminded me of? I, I replayed it in my head a few times. Have you ever seen car crashes and on a GoPro or something like that where everything just goes and shaky and you can just see feet, heads, seats? I saw concrete. I saw red. I saw a, a woman's hair. Uh, <laughs> it, it just, it was nuts. I ended up two rows down, um, hanging on to a seat for dear life as I was dragged out of my seat down the stairs towards the corner flag. And I thought, I'm going over here. And if I've gone over, I'm going to get stamped on. So I, I pulled myself into in, beside, I think it was in beside Ivan and Simon. And I'm just fucking hanging out on the gun. Oh, man. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, uh, and then Torreira should have had top bins and should have had a. a I, I, I thought that was yeah. in. I thought that was in. I, I'd, already, I'd already got up and so, stood up on the so couch. We, 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 were, we, were, we were up and about. And then when he did get his goal, and he came over to us. And uh, he, what was afterwards as well was Gwendouzi. Gwendouzi kissing Obama Yang's boot. And then he came over to the North Bank and he's gone, come on, come on. It was, oh. Did you see the video of him after the game hanging out the, the car. car, hugging the yeah. fans? Uh, I, I just thought to myself, what I've a legend. I've just fallen in love with the you guy. Know, I've just fallen in love. For such, a, for such a young kid to get it that much, to get what a North London derby is that much that early and what it means to the fans, yeah. I just thought, that's you indeed to the fan base for life, see, mate. Um, when Dyer got sent off, wanker. Um, did you see when he got sent off? What did Bellerin say to him? Did he go and say scum? Uh, I thought he went up and told him to fuck off. Okay. But I I thought he went up, just went up and said to his ear, why don't you fuck off? And I loved it. <laughs> I said to Toby last week on the pod, he's starting. I never thought of Bellerin as a future Arsenal captain. It was, it was never something that sort of popped into my head. I didn't think he was like that. I'll tell you what, for the last three weeks, mate, he's yelling at people. He's yelling at players. He got right in. He understands the North London derby. I mean, he basically is North London now. He's as much North London as he ever was Spanish. And I loved him. I loved when he went up and said something to him. I thought, fuck yeah. And I also thought that Dyer going up and doing that, when he did it, I thought that's going to be the best thing for Arsenal. If he had to just turned around and fucked off and gone and played football, I don't think we would have fired up as much. But I think that little melee and the fans getting up, what it would have done to the fans, the noise it would have had the fans coming out of there to push us on, I thought, thank you, Dyer, you fucking gobshite wanker. Now, uh, 
not a gumshite. A gumshite. No, 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 no. The di- the dyslexia has passed me. It comes in, it comes in waves. Told me right and done you on that one, didn't we? Oh, any opportunity, any opportunity to dig one in, Toby oh, will take funny. it. I read, I read it. That was going to make make a comment. I thought, no, I'll leave my lord. He's Australian, you know. He probably doesn't. He's probably had a spell over there. I'm in a good mood today. Something funny. I, I, honestly, Max, I am shaking right now, and I don't think it's the DTs. The adrenaline that's still rushing, just thinking about yesterday and how reliving it yesterday. I don't know if you can. Hear, I can hear it in my voice. Um, uh, it, it's quivering. Um, I'm just. Uh, I, I'm, I'm meant to be working. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting in my office uh, at home. My laptop won't, won't turn on. I haven't rang IT. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Fergus, the Terrera guy. Oh. Way to open your account, North London Derby. The guy's a hero, isn't he? Uh, he? He is already. He is already. I, I put up a tweet straight away saying, whatever contract we put him on, double the length. And whatever we paid him, re-sign him on a new contract this month. Whatever we put him on wages, just just put him on top earners. Whatever happens, we have to make sure that no one no one big comes in for him, because I think it is a coup that we got him, and I think that the the world right now is going to be looking at him. And I wouldn't be surprised if big big clubs come in for him next year. I'm talking big clubs. I'm talking big top four Champions League clubs looking at him and saying, I think we missed that one. Yeah, I, I hope you're wrong. I do hope you're wrong. So The thing is, we need to, as much as today is fantastic, and I am i wasn't going to go to the pub this afternoon, this evening, um, but I, I shall be popping over to bump into a few of my... I, 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 live, I live in Swampland. I live in Essex, which is full of West Ham and um, full of West Ham and Tottenham. So it is a, an absolute joy to walk over and go, yeah, shake my hand and have to buy me a beer because we always have a bet on a pint. Um, we didn't even have the draw this year between us. We just said, winner, winner has a pint. So I'll have a few pints tonight. <laughs> and then I guess, uh, you know, Lacazette goal, just to, just to, just to put a little cream that, on there. That, just, was- just a little bit of extra fuck you. That was, you know what, I, we watched it and we, we, we watched the ball leave his foot and we went, oh, and it went so slow and it was like, whoa, whoa, and then it just, it, it trickled across the line and it, it looked like, I don't know, it, it, it did, it looked surreal and it went fucking immense because that was like three minutes later or something like that. We were just calming down after going three, uh, three, two up. Uh, the whole place starts singing, dire, what's the score? Dire, dire, what's the score? Um, although that doesn't come across on Match of the Day. That didn't come across on, on the TV uh, audio. I don't know what the, the audio that they pump out sometimes is nothing like the atmosphere in the ground. And what I heard on Match of the Day didn't do it any justice whatsoever. My ears were ringing for, uh, for, for hours after. So you know like when you're a kid and you went to a nightclub? And just the the tinnitus you'd have, it was like that afterwards. Mate, I played drums in I played drums in heavy metal bands for fifteen so, years. I have permanent bloody tinnitus. <laughs> well, that's what it was like walking down the ramp back down towards the Holloway Road, and everyone singing, uh, and, and it was just a buzz. The whole place was lifted, absolutely lifted. We have our Arsenal back. We definitely have our Arsenal back. Thank you very very much, Unite Emery. 
And thanks for letting me uh, vent this on here, uh, Max, because that will get me a little bit calmer for <laughs> our podcast later this afternoon. Not a problem, Ferg. Well, I reckon we'll cut it up there, Ferg, because uh, your voice has to last through what I imagine is going to be a, a reasonably lengthy yeah. podcast by the time we've all got exceptionally excited. Yeah. And uh, listeners, as always, you can listen to Fergus on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. So that's on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. And you can also follow them now on their website, which is www.gunsandyellowribbons.com. Fergus, as always, thank you very much. And I'll speak to you in about an hour and a half. Up the arsenal. You know it's red and white arsenal. Up the arsenal. You know it's red and white Cheers, arsenal. Cheers, mate. <laughs> that's it from us tonight, guys. A, a lengthy podcast, nearly, nearly two hours. Um, big thank you to... Fergus from Guns and Yellow Ribbons for joining us at the end there for a bit of insight into how it was at the ground. As always, thank you, Toby, for joining me on the Ars Brothers Rantcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ars Bros Max. You can follow Toby on Twitter at Ars Bros Toby. We'll be back with another podcast next week after the Manchester United game, but we've got to work out what day we're going to do it because it's a funny one. It's midweek. We'll pop something up on Twitter and we'll let you know when we're recording. Cheers, guys. All smiles here. Up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners, and fuck off, you Spurs. Good night. <laughs>